Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Wow. I speechless. So I think to, to, to... <laughs> welcome to From Fear into Action, where we have evolutionary conversations with conscious entrepreneurs. Sometimes all you need are the right tips at the right time with a little mindset magic, which is exactly what you are about to get. Now, here are your hosts, Julian Knoll and Heather Porter. Welcome back, Shinepreneurs. We are so excited to have you for this episode. This guest is unfreaking believable. So, Julian, of course, I can't do this by myself. So, you're hanging out with me as well. How are you? <laughs> oh, I'm really good. I'm really good. And I'm so chuffed as well today to uh, introduce the wonderful Troy Eady. He's a, uh, a business coach, uh, business development, uh, he's an entrepreneur. He's a visionary. I really do think he is the embodiment of the the new entrepreneur, the entrepreneur with genuine heart and a real connection and sees business as a way of changing the world. And I guess one of the key things behind um, Troy's business, which is called Business Success Systems, is they believe that if they create extraordinary people, they will create extraordinary business people. So his vision is really, although the um, their focus is on business and really creating, uh, working with their clients to create incredible businesses, their focus is on really creating extraordinary people. He wants to create great families, great dads, great mothers, great communities, and sees business as the uh, the tool for that. He has an incredible um, understanding and vision for the power of business and the human being at the helm of that business. What was um, when was the first time you met Troy? What, what was that situation like? I was um, running um, a day's uh, or facilitating a day's workshop uh, here in Sydney, and Troy was uh, in the audience, and we just really connected, and then we had conversations during the day, and then we caught up afterwards, and. Uh, we've just been carrying this conversation alive of how business success systems and Shine might begin to work in together because we share so much um, of the same kind of approach and vision. You know, before, guys, we get started and we, we bring Troy on, I think it's really important to just briefly let you in behind the scenes a little bit as well because at this time hopefully those of you guys that have been listening to us shinepreneurs you've been with us for a little while so there what's amazing about how julian and i work and I, julian i just wanted to bring this up because i think it'll benefit a lot of people listening uh is that julian's a connector he's brilliant at picking out talented amazing shining shiny shiny people and so this relationship that we have with this podcast is Julian, for the most part, goes out and he remembers these beautiful relationships he's formed and he invites these people into the, this episode, you know, these shows with you guys. And then my background is all the online space and just demystifying it, debunking it, making it really easy to be human online. So I'm sort of like the, the techie side of this equation. So it's a, it's a nice, beautiful relationship where we're not stepping on each other's toes. And um, I just love doing this this show with you and I thought I'd bring that you know story to the listeners so they get a little taste of the behind the ah, scenes because <laughs> I think that's a there's a that's a really key point around collaborating because that's such a buzzword now is that collaborations work best when people come together with a different skill set 
um, and then and then you can work together because where I don't have strength, you have strength, you know, and 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 uh, and vice versa. But the other thing I would also add to you is I think you ask great questions. I think you listen really deeply and you ask really functional, useful questions where people can get ideas that they can apply into their own businesses and projects. Thank you. So with all that said, we should welcome Troy on the show. What do you think? Oh, let's do it. G'day and welcome Troy. All right, so welcome to the show, Troy Edie. We are so excited to have you here. Welcome. How are you? Yeah, very good. Thank you for having me. So, guys, we always have a chat with our guests, Julie and myself and and our guests, prior to actually sort of hitting the record button, and we get to know each other. So we can have a really great, deep conversation just around their personality and what they do in their business. And there was a theme word that, Troy, you were saying. I don't know if you picked up on it, but I certainly did. And it was um, actually two words, competition and collaboration. So I wanted to open the conversation with how you see competition in business. Well, on the way home from Vietnam, just from from my honeymoon, uh, I met this couple and they asked me what I did. And then, you know, I I told them that I was a business owner, I ran my own business. And then the next question was, how's business? And, and, and my response to that was, well, like, I think it's fantastic. I actually don't have competition. And, and that was interesting because we, we were just talking about, you know, what we did. And it really made me reflect on the fact that, that we just don't have competition and that we, we just really drive our business based on what we believe and what our core values are and what we think the client needs rather than what the industry is doing as a whole. Mm. Um, and then, so f- from there, uh, I was also inspired to start reaching out to other coaches and mentors and people in our space supporting business owners because, you know, just realizing that, well, if we don't have competition, why aren't we reaching out and helping each other succeed? Uh, you know, I think our industry, the business coaching world doesn't have the best light shined on it. So I thought, well, why, why aren't we helping each other succeed? Why aren't we working together? Why aren't I dedicating some of my time to actually reach out to other people in this industry and, you know, use my context to help them become even more successful? Um, yeah, so I think, you know, that, that's really been my kind of epiphany since, since the honeymoon, since the holiday. I'm glad you shared that because I think that competition is something that can both hold businesses back because they think, oh, there's too much noise, there's too many other people doing what I do, or it can make them go forward in a way that's not truly authentic to themselves because they get in a competitive Mm -hmm. rather than a collaborative mindset. So thank you for kind of explaining that more because I loved that you were, when we were having that chat earlier, that that's something that you kept kind of going back on. Um, Yeah, sure. mm, Julian, I think you might have a good question. Yes, I do. I do. I do. Um, Troy, you were talking before about uh, values and the importance of of, of values um, and working working with with business people. Can you can you go back to that and expand on that a little bit? 
Yeah, sure. So, look, for, for me, uh, I, ca- I came out of corporate and I just knew that I wanted to help business owners succeed. Uh, so, I was previously in a mobile phone company, helped developing retail stores. And so, as I left corporate, um, you know, I met some mentors and basically after meeting them, uh, my confidence in my own ability to be able to help businesses significantly dropped because they were telling me that I needed to learn things like marketing. I needed to learn things uh, like the deeper level of finance and accounting that I didn't. I didn't know. They weren't my core skill sets. And so what happened was, you know, I got pulled into this world and I spent around about 110 grand on developing my skills in marketing, understanding business structures and finance when it comes to small business. And then what happened was I finally got the confidence to get out there and start helping clients. And, you know, the more I started to help clients, the more I realized that most of the stuff that I learned was almost a lie. Um, I I didn't need those marketing skills to help Mm. these businesses that were, you know, half a million wanting to get to two million or a million wanting to get to 10. It wasn't about that. It was about something deeper about how they truly help their clients Uh, become successful you know like if your clients are talking about you so much that they're referring to you you don't need some u-butte marketing strategy Mm -hmm. and so like I started to realize a lot of the things that I had learned that have been taught you have to know this to be able to help a client I started to not believe and then things so then so then what I did was I started to look in and I started to look at my own values and, you know, I'm a big believer in showing initiative, really giving value first and then allowing that value to come back. So I'm a big believer in that there's no such thing as, you know, free effort. Like if, if, you, if you help me, it's going to come back to you some way. And so uh, along with that, uh, I have in me, one of my best friends uh, taught me the value of loyalty. Like there is nothing you can do to upset him. And he will always be your best friend. And I think I I bring that value into our clients. You know, I see too many consultants start working with clients and three months into it, the client might be struggling or not getting the results that they want. So if the client can't pay anymore, the consultant stops working with the client. Whereas with me, with my consultants and our team, we never give up on that client. We actually get them to sign a commitment contract saying that if they aren't happy with our invoice they don't have to pay but what they do have to do is they need to stick with us so that we can develop and grow together so that we can get them the results so i think it's just really coming back to my core values and and really living a business creating a business based on values not based on what you know your accountant and what your lawyers tell you that you need to have within your contracts like we don't bind anyone into contracts Um, If we meet a business owner that's very driven about getting their own results about making a much bigger difference in their industry, but they are struggling to pay their bills, we will take them on. Um, Mm. And, you know, we we on average take on about three clients a month that cannot pay. And what we know is that we can turn them around within two to three months. So we always make a two to three month commitment with them to get them to the point where they can afford our fees. But that also implies that they can afford their own. 
That's that's great because what I can really hear in there, um, <clears throat> you remind me very much of what I, I learned from um, Jay Abrahams around uh, risk reversal and how uh, how powerful it is um, when you as the seller um, take on the risk of the purchase. Uh, that if you go in and from your from your experience and instinct know that that client can perform within a certain period of time using your product. Um, it's a little bit like a lost leader where you go in and you know you can turn them around if they have your services. So you go and invest your time and your money in there knowing that there's going to be a commercial arrangement on the end. I think that is incredibly smart. Well done. That's, That's a ballsy approach. The other thing I'd, I'd like to pick up on is um, that whole notion of, you know, that you went off and you spent $110,000 uh, being trained up and learning about all of this stuff um, that you've since decided that you or I can now see that you um, didn't really need to know that stuff. And that is something that um, at Shine we're really uh, – concerned about i think because i think there's a lot of budding entrepreneurs people of vision and great ideas who don't necessarily know the correct things to do and one of the things i think is so fundamentally important is that people connect to their what we call their core genius that there is a great pool of knowing within each person about what they're incredibly good at and then how do you develop that and then take that out into the world coming from a position of strength and inner authority rather than sort of, you know, dipping your lid, taking your head off and deference to someone who says they know more than you. Mm-hmm. I think that's yeah. such a powerful point you've made and people need to be really, really mindful of that, especially on the journey, you know, from fear into action, which is the name of our podcast. You know, fear is a very powerful influencer in how we make our business decisions. And knowing how to deal with fear well and elegantly will make a massive difference to, um, you know, what we do and the achievements that we can get through our business. Mm. Troy, you were saying that when you're working with clients um, and the ones that specifically can't pay, you work to turn them around. And I'm curious about how you approach that turnaround process, because I bet it'd be quite different than what a lot of us would think, which would be looking at the numbers and going, you know, from from that analytics space. How do you go in and, and help somebody to turn around? Yeah, sure. So we, we take our clients, well, potential clients through a very thorough process. And um, it, it is typically a two-staged process, and it's a process in which where we almost date before we marry. Uh-huh. And so what, what we do is we, uh, we really get to know the clients, we get to know their staff, we get to know their clients, and we get to get a really good picture of what's happening within the business and why they're not achieving results. Um, we... There is no boundary in which I won't cross, and then I expect the same from my consultants. So when we go into a business, uh, we will get everything from your personal finances, from your personal um, personal debts. Uh, we will dig into your family relationships. We, we find out the lot. Once we understand that picture, um, we can then make a very good uh, decision around whether we are a good fit or not. And then from from that point onwards, if we believe we can help you, 
then the only question is, do you believe that you can make a change yourself? Are you coachable? Uh, will you listen and just act on what we say or are you going to argue with our advice? Mm. So what we do is we then get them to sign a contract. And so we, we personalize that contract to them based on what we see their beliefs are holding them back and what beliefs they need to shift. Mm. So once, once they make that commitment, uh, we are then more than happy to commit our time to making it work. You know, we, our whole job is to be able to help a business become extraordinary. So part of that is that they're making extraordinary profits as well. So if, if, if our consultants can't help your business make more profits, then we should fire ourselves. That's always been my approach. So once, once we know we can help you, we then make that commitment. Um, another thing that I've always personally hated is that when people say to me things like, um, people aren't committed if they don't pay. Mm. Like, I, I think it's a total, utter load of shit because, <laughs> like, people... people oh, Troy, you should tell people, us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I just... Because I can, I can quote you, you know, Lamcal, Master Scaffolding, Arion Technologies. I can quote you client after client after client that we took on where the accountant said, liquidate, uh, you, you're, you're running insolvent. It's, you know, too bad to save. We go in, we audit the business. It can change and they're not paying. You know, like commitment. Uh, we've also had clients that are consultants worked with and they've paid month after month and haven't gotten the results. So paying does not mean commitment. Paying does not mean that they'll actually act on anything. It's not that at all. It's something else. And I think when you focus on that, it wow. doesn't matter whether they pay or not. So that's a brilliant point, Troy. What is it that, what is that difference that makes a difference around commitment then? What do you really see is going on for those people? Because of my position, uh, see, see my, my role is to mentor my consultants and then my consultants then mentor the clients. So from, from my perspective, I'm a little bit biased on where the responsibility sits. Uh, you know, I could say it's the client's responsibility, but then I believe that's letting off my consultant. What I say to the consultant is that that consultant has to treat that business as if it's theirs. They run it, they own it. The owner is just another person in that business that they need to inspire, lead, and get to perform. So if the consultant is coming from a space of total integrity where they say what they think and they act on what they see, then they will create the difference within the owner. So if the, ultimate, if the consultant takes total responsibility, I then give the tools to the consultant to be able to have that discussion with the owner so that they take total responsibility. So if, if along the chain, everyone is taking full responsibility for the results that they're getting and they're, mm. and they're not. So I talk about this thing called a successful person's dichotomy. Mm. And it's this dichotomy where someone says, yeah, look, I, I have a challenge in my, I need more sales. We don't have enough sales, but it's kind of okay because we're making $100,000 profit each month so it's it's this dichotomy where i have a problem but it's kind of okay and when when you have this dichotomy you never take full responsibility for the problem so i say get rid of that last part of the sentence 
I, I have a problem with sales, but we're, it, we're, but we're making ends meet. We'll get rid of the last place. I have a problem with sales. Good. Focus on that. Go fix that. And so when, when the consultant takes full responsibility and there's no excuses, then they make the client take full responsibility. There's no excuses. Then the staff take full responsibility and then the client gets the results. The clients refer, the clients pay, the business has the results. So I think it's, it comes down to just that, that deeper level of responsibility that most, I think, consultants are afraid to make because they may lose the client or they may lose the fees from that client. Whereas we will go there, whether you like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, I can feel that in my bones. <laughs> you know, because what, what I know, what I know, Julian, if, if we took you on as a client, right? And yeah. if I rock up and I say, uh, how come you haven't done that? And you give me an excuse. Then I rock up again. How come you haven't done that? You give me an excuse. Then I rock up again. How come you haven't done that? You know, what will happen is you will turn your finger and say, you know what, Troy, this isn't working out. Ah. You know, you promised me the world and look what's happened. I'm not getting the results. So you, whether I like it or not, I'm going to lose you as a client. So I might as well tell you straight, tell you the stuff that most people are afraid to tell you and then also support you more than anyone's ever supported you so that you actually get the result. Wow. And then you'll stay. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant. And I think you really point to something very powerful in there. You know, as I said, our um, uh, podcast called From Fear Into Action. Um, what do you see is the, the role of fear in this whole process? Your fears, your consultant's fears, and the client's fears. Yeah. I, I think... I think fear is really just a lack of giving something the attention that it needs. You know, like um, my, my, my little brother's, you know, he's quite young, very switched on, you know, starting to say, but thinking about making his first investment. Um, and he, so he's like, where, Troy, where, where, what should I buy as my first investment? And, well, there's, there's an element of fear there because what if he makes the wrong decision? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So is this the type of fear you're talking about? Yes. Yep. Yep. So yep. so what 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 is really wrong with the fear? The fear is the fact that instead of taking the time and the energy to research and to learn for himself what the next best decision is for him and his, his situation to be able to get to where he wants to go, instead of doing the due diligence himself, he wants to turn to someone and say, "What should I do with my 50 grand?" And so when, when you've got these people that are experiencing fear, I think you should realize the fact that you've got the fear because potentially you haven't done what you need to do to be able to feel confident. Like if you've got fear before you present, well, have you practiced enough? If you've got fear before you're going to go see a client face to face, well, are you prepared? Uh, if you've got fear before you go and make this big investment or, um, you know, merge your business with another business, have you done the due diligence yourself or have you outsourced it? And I think if, if these are big enough decisions and they're the, they're the decisions that are going to help you get your long-term mission or support the mission, then you've got to put the energy into yourself and then make a decision like you talk about intuition. And I think 
intuition that comes from you really trusting yourself and really doing what you need to do to be able to have the knowledge to support that in the knowledge. Troy, as we start to kind of wrap up here momentarily, I, I want to turn the conversation to you momentarily and your journey yeah. as an entrepreneur. Because you were saying earlier to us, you know, it's been a bumpy ride, which it mostly is for most of us in business. So with your journey of entrepreneurship, how did you specifically keep going through some of your toughest, darkest times? I, th- I think the going... Going back to the world that I had, whether it be a job, um, back into corporate, that was that was more of a disturbing thought than the weekends. So I used to I used to stack shelves whilst trying to support the business. So between four o'clock and nine o'clock in the morning, I used to stack shelves in in grocery stores to then put a suit on and then go mentor other people how to run their businesses, mm. like that was probably the most demoralizing time of my life. Not only did I feel completely integral, I mean, lack of integrity, not only did I feel like I was a fraud, uh, I, I was paying my staff and not me, <laughs> you know, like it was it was the most terrible times that I had. Like I used to lock myself in my room for the weekend. Um, wow. But for me, you know, once I, I just had this dream of making the world a better place. And and I can see how much we've been told and taught and been conditioned about these lies, about how, you know, people say that it's it's hard to buy a house in Australia. Like, bullshit. Learn how to be disciplined to be able to save and then with your savings buy a small investment, with the small investment buy a big one and you start to stack them. It's, It's not that it's hard, it's you don't have discipline. And so once I see that life is not this big, hard thing, then I want to be able to share that message with the world. And then when, when I realized that if I help business owners and then business owners help their team and then with the team and the owners, as they become more educated and more switched on and generate more cash and be able to invest and support their families better, and then the families have a more stable environment and they raise better kids – you know, that that is just the legacy that's just so worth fighting for. And to think of going back and doing a job like I used to, I used to audit retail stores. I used to go in with the report and say, "This is what you need to do to change to have like world class service." And to only have it been pulled apart, said it was rubbish, and then not acted on. Like the the idea of going back to that versus change the world, uh, it it didn't compare, even though. I was going through those times, which were just, yes, yeah, things that I'll, I'll never forget. Thanks for sharing that. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, wow. I Speechless. So I think to, <laughs> to, 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 to potentially go a bit deeper, um, growing up, uh, my parents never had a lot of money. You know, we had a caravan park that didn't even, we had a caravan that didn't, even have wheels Mm. Uh, so growing up life was very difficult we did not have freedom or prosperity Um, as as I grew up dad worked really hard and he got to a point in probably the last five years where prosperity for him and mum has significantly grown Uh, 12 months ago 
uh, right as my youngest brother left finished school, which enabled both my parents a level of freedom. So now they've achieved freedom and prosperity. My mum was then diagnosed with cancer. Mm. So then right as she was able to enjoy freedom and prosperity, her freedom then got taken away. Mm. And, you know, six months ago she died, you know, two months before my wedding, three months before my brother's little baby was born. Mm. And I just think what we are so driven to help make sure these families, you know, people, kids are able to be raised with financial freedom, with prosperity, and the choices to be able to do the things that they're passionate about, not have to be confined to, you know, just doing the mundane that we're taught, go to school, get a job, and then hopefully you'll go to uni, buy a house, get married, have two kids, and then struggle for the rest of your life during retirement. Like, what, what a life is that? You don't ha- we don't have to do that. So I think, you know, this is what drives us. This is what is our cause. And I believe just with just the simple basics, if we share the basics on how to save, how to invest, how to run a really good business, and then we pass it on the truth, we can turn all of this around. Beautifully said. Beautifully said. Yeah. Troy, thank you so much. It's um, you really left us all with something very deep to ponder and consider, you know, and uh, I think what you've done is really plumbed the depth uh, and the power that lies inherent within um, within our visions, that each of us have a deep and stirring soulful vision, and it takes courage to enter that space. But ultimately, I think that is the fuel that really sits within that engine that transforms fear into action, that when we are profoundly connected to uh, a vision that stirs in our soul, that is what will maintain us through the periods because we all pack shelves in one form or another as we are growing and developing our businesses. And whether you're yeah. starting up or whether you've got you know, a multi-million dollar business, whenever we transform, in some way we are all packing shelves. And to know that that's normal and to know where to go within ourselves to draw upon the strength to rise up, um, what you've just shared is, a, is powerful medicine soul medicine for all of us so thank you so much for uh, joining us today it's an absolute absolute delight and uh, and shine really looks forward to um collaborating and partnering uh with you uh around your vision to create a better world through business thank you very much yeah, great and troy thank as we say me. as we say goodbye as well i just want to leave everybody with the best place that they can find more out about you what's your website your social where do, where do you hang out online <laughs> uh, to be honest i'm just a bit of a uh, i'm just so bad with online i'm not online at all <laughs> uh, but our, our website's the best place to find us uh, so business success Perfect. and um yeah you'll definitely be able to find out more about us and more about the cause that we've just launched which is providing privately funded funds uh, or grants for small businesses within Australia. Brilliant. Yes, and we're going to be um, going out to the Shine community with information around that. So you will, we will definitely be linking back in with you, uh, Mr. Troy Edie. 
Good. Heather, well, anything you would you like to say in conclusion? No, that's it. You guys, thanks again for tuning in and, and thanks, Troy, for spending this time with us. I've gotten a lot out of it as well. So have an amazing rest of your beautiful mornings, afternoons, evenings, wherever you are, dear listeners in the world. Thanks again, you guys, for tuning in, hanging out with us. I know that some of you are listening in from the States. Some of you are Australia, New Zealand, Europe. It's amazing the following that we're starting to attract, and we're eternally grateful for each and every one of you, whether you are cooking your meal, you're driving to work, you're sitting on public transport, you're working out, whatever you're doing, thanks for inviting us into your life, into your ears. So we're very happy and grateful to have you. And if you're enjoying the show as well, please make sure to pop over to iTunes and leave us a review because I don't know if you guys know this, but if you leave a review, what happens is that it'll lift the show up and allow more people to see it and search for it and find it if you give it a quick rating. So let us know what you think. Um, Now, before we say goodbye, I just wanted to talk to you really briefly about this incredible, uh, incredible memberships that we offer within the Shine community. And I wanted to ask you, Julian, how long ago did you have the vision to bring on, you know, to bring the community together online in a membership space? I reckon I started to think about the idea about four years ago. So that would have been around, what was that, 2012, 2000 and uh, yeah, 2012. So it's here. So it's, it's, it's 2017 and it's here. So you finally, we have a membership. How, that must feel amazing because this has like been a vision of yours for a while. Yeah, look, you know, it's a, it's a heck of a journey building and developing Shine and just always following my intuition and always just, you know, opening up to this deeper intelligence and then just crossing my fingers and hoping that I'm not going to look stupid at the end of it. And, you know, taking, taking action and then just finding the magic of synergy and synchronicity of calling the people together to create this extraordinary community, eh? and then to be able to put structures in there so that we can all stay engaged. Because I think frequency of interaction is so important for those of us who are creating you know, new ways and innovating and building and developing businesses, transitioning to larger businesses, going in new directions with our careers. During that delicate and vulnerable time, who you hang out with, the information and the input that you receive is critical. And that's really the whole idea behind creating the online memberships and the different levels of membership. So you, you, A, you have regular contact with like-minded people, B, that you get access to really great content and C, you have access to input from people who are masters in their field but are real. You get authentic, open, honest, successful uh, information from, you know, real people, real entrepreneurs. And you are like a magnet to really pull in the most amazing people all from all over the world. So this is exciting, guys. Like this is something you don't want to miss. If you haven't joined us yet or if you haven't checked it out, highly recommend to go to shineglobal.com.au and go on into um, in the site. There'll be a membership area in there in the menu that you can click on and 
find out about it and join us and and be a part of this amazing movement that Julian's been creating for so long. It's it's I'm grateful to be a part of it. I love talking to all of you that are part of it already. So we would love to welcome you with huge, wide open arms. All of you come and join us. <laughs> all right, you guys. So thanks again. And um, we will see you or hear you or you'll be listening to us, I guess, on the next episode. Have an amazing, beautiful rest of your day or night, wherever you are in the world. Thank you.